Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I know you can't get enough of the cheat code. Might I suggest a Black Millennial Marriage Podcast. Here, Mikey and Randy discuss all their learning and unlearning and loving about marriage. Check out this week's episode where they will be discussing the cheat code. Cheat code and Black Millennial Marriage, part of the Domino Sound family. On the last episode of the cheat code. That was my wife. You know, I didn't marry her to divorce her. I married her to grow old together. And that failure was abrupt. I thought you were crazy, but I can see when I look back, how you thought it was normal for her to go ahead and get in the car and come to Atlanta. I'm mad, but in the middle of this, I kind of want to have sex. So I text you some nasty shit. She comes up with to me with the phone and throws it at me. So my auntie starts taking off her earrings. I'm like, no, she has to leave. My auntie, my godmother, pulled me over and she said, baby... Because I know your aunt. Just go downstairs. She'll be up here. We'll worry about it in the morning. But don't kick her out right now, please. And I said, okay. And then the next three days were a blur. And we had the party. We had my grandma's 80th. And everybody, as black people do, everybody acted like, and I can't even say just black people, because I'm sure any family with, you know, ratchet issues goes through shit like this. Everyone act like it didn't happen. Except me, because I I don't, I can't say that I said 17 words to her for the next 48 hours. So meanwhile, back in New York, (laughs) you texted me that night about what happened. And so I'm like, Okay, so she's leaving. She's like, no, you shouldn't shouldn't have left that night, but she's going to leave in the morning. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I'm seeing pictures on Facebook, damn this damn social media, where she it's the next three days and she's in pictures and looking happy and posing with your aunties and blah, blah, blah. I didn't post none of them shits. No, no. Like, you're not because you have mutual, right. Because, right. And because, so no. I'm like, I don't understand what's happening right now. Because in my head, I couldn't stay. Even if they said it's okay, I as a person could not stay after that had happened. And I would have been like, fuck you, Jason. I'm not staying here. I'm I'm leaving. I understand that as and well. And so I'm going to go home and who knows what's going to be when, when we get home. But I'm not staying here to look in your face and I'm not staying here to look in your family's face. And so I am open mouthed like my mouth is agape at the fact that not only did she stay but it looks like nothing transpired Mm -hmm. and so that was the time when i realized oh i have now bought into a level of shit that i didn't realize that i bought into because this person is in it for the long haul and meaning me no no 
Okay. <laughs> your ex. Yeah. And the yeah. things that she is willing to put up with and bend herself into and deal with to stay. I don't know. I don't, I, I can't pretend to know why, but I'm like, she's at a level of pick me that I don't even get. So this is about to be competition. And I'm not sure that I'm ready for this. However, I do love a good competition. So game on. <laughs> so game on. And so in between that and then, of course, you deciding that you're going to go ahead and leave your, your job and decide to practice becomes a, a whole year of just a whirlwind of instability of instability with you and I of tension of anger of but I relied on you and you performed for me at every step of that so you were crutch is not nearly a fair enough word you were my you were my anchor but like my pendulum like you I rode your energy and love and support between everything I was doing. You were helping me get to emotional spaces. You were helping me financially and not giving me money, but like, hey, you want to go out? Hey, I got it, babe. You know, because I, you know, when I'm practicing, I didn't have the bread. I'm right. taking care of home and I didn't have the bread to do the things that we were doing before anymore. You were, um, you were extending a grace that I didn't deserve even. And I know that now you were so big picture oriented and I was so focused on fixing the thing because that's how I felt. Like I felt like this is broken and I've got to fix it and then move forward from it. And I was so laser focused on that. Your, your ability to be you is what helped us transition because me in that space, it, it would have failed. It, I, would have, I wouldn't have been able to do what you were able to do for us. Hi, welcome to The Cheat Code. This is the story of an affair between one woman and one man told over 10 episodes. Episode 8, Will You Wait For Me? Fuckery. I was very, I thought that Andrea is going to meet somebody that deserves her time in a way that I don't right now. And she'd be right. And I'll step off and it would break my heart. But I thought that all the time. Like, yo, there's going to be somebody that realizes how brilliant Andrea is and is going to show her that they realize that. And she's going to deservedly move towards that. I felt like you were either going to stay with your wife because there were like three separate occasions between 2012 and 2013 where you there was plans to move or mm. go stay with your sister, or go stay with your mother. And then it didn't work out because you thought better of it based on all the things you said as being a divorce lawyer and losing control of certain and things. And I was scared. You were scared. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much figured... He's going to end up staying with his wife Um, or as happens to most women, I am the starter kit and you're going to leave your wife and we're not going to work out and you're going to end up happy with someone in a month after 
we don't work. Like literally that's, that's like, I'm like, I'm going to end up preparing another dude to be with somebody else. And that's how I felt. You know, I had a man, what you would call a good man, but I wouldn't let that be good enough for me. I left the man I had at home trying to be with the man I had in the street. And in the end, I lost both of them. Let me sing this song to you. And maybe I will say that that year of 2012 into 2013, I was writing on the person that I saw in 2009, 10, and 11. Um, the person that I looked at as like, almost like my guardian angel, like I'm moving, I don't have, and as a friend, you provide, you listened, you, you know, were a friend even when you were my boyfriend. So my ex comes back and you don't immediately think of yourself. You think of what's best for me. Mm. Um, you saw me in a way that I had not been seen in other relationships. It wasn't like a, I'm putting you on a pedestal and then when you become normal to me, I forget who you are. Because that's how I felt like the rest of my relationships went. It was like, I'm pursuing you, I'm pursuing you, I'm pursuing you. You are this person to me. And then I become like, you know, first I'm a Ritz, now I'm a salty. And so it's like, now I'm mad normal and you forget who the hell I am. And you and I didn't have that. Even after months and years, it didn't seem to subside. Even when we argued, I still looked forward to seeing you and I still felt like you looked forward to seeing me. I also was emotionally open and transparent and vulnerable in a way that I had never been. You've seen the, some of the best and the worst sides of me because you were emotionally available in a way I had never encountered in a man, much less a black. You were the first black man I ever met in therapy, like just for himself. And so yeah. I kind of yeah. understood yeah. some of the unicorn that I have met. I had met. And then there was, to be frank, the sex factor, like- you and I had the best sex. And it was like, whether I'm mad, whether it's a Tuesday, whether it's rushed or what have you, it was like, this shit is bananas. Mm -hmm. And so that's something to consider. <laughs> because if a chick is orgasming on the regular, that's just not some shit you put to the side. There's the bathwater and then there's the baby. Right, because hello? <laughs> and so... You know, and, and I had often heard like chicks staying with dudes because, you know, because of that and getting trapped up and whatever. And I was like, nah, that hasn't been my experience. My experience has been I've had good and decent sex. I'm not open enough. And I don't. And, and part of the thing that people don't talk about, you have to trust somebody as a woman. If you don't trust somebody to let yourself go, to feel beautiful in your skin when you're feeling fat, when you've got the stretch marks, when you know you didn't get the pedicure. If you don't trust that this person is not judging, looking for that shit, any of that, you, you're you not able to have the kind of sexual encounter you want to have. Mm -hmm. And so some of the most mediocre sex I've had with other people is somebody's like, oh, you know, I heard he was good because I don't trust you. Mm -hmm. 
And so I'm never going to let myself go. And you mad squeamish. And I'm an adult. And I don't have time for that shit. And so I trusted you. And no, well, no, no, that's, that's a good thing. But it's also like, I am free to be myself and not feel judged, you know, and, and you were free to be yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, you know what, if today mm-hmm. I feel like being depraved, you can be depraved in this safe space. Mm-hmm. If today I feel like being, you know, super prudish, you can be prudish in this safe space. That's not about sex. It's really about intimacy and trust. And I recognized how much we had built of that. I trusted you with secrets, with money, with, you know, I knew what kind of man you were. So even though this was hard, because I had seen who you were and I and I also had seen who you were to your family and in your friend space. And that was important to me. We share, we could share ideas. I could talk to you about weird shit that I like, you know, I'm an I'm an I'm an odd like I'm not an odd person. It was still but worth it to you. It was still worth it to me. It was still worth being able to talk to you about, you know, praying and also burning sage and, and, and crystals and all that stuff and not feel judged. I, you know, there was, I could let you into who I was and into a bit of my light and my darkness and not feel like you would be scared by any of it. And so that was important to me. So even in 2012, when I couldn't really see that anymore, I remembered it was there. That's what I mean when I say big picture oriented, because I, and when I'm lucid, I am big picture oriented, but I'm not often lucid. Very often, I'm not. I mean, that's real. I'm. I'm like. I'm, <laughs> most of the time, I'm compromised. <laughs> no bullshit. No bullshit. MPC is Queen. Baby, welcome to the party. I'm off the money to stay in the lean. That's why I'm over retarded. Maybe welcome to the party. Huh? I hit the boy up and then I go skating around. And I'm an emotional being, you know, like we all are. Emotions are what they are. And if we have any control of them over them, it is almost like a faucet. You know, we can kind of turn it to the left or to the right, you know, depending on our ability or capability at the time. Um, so I tend to let the faucet flow because... I don't know. I usually am the emotion is is coming first and then kind of the lucidity. The picture, right. right. You know, <laughs> you know, kind of molds it a bit, um, you know, with with us and w- with not just us, with all those things. It was through all of this bullshit. Andrea is still the first person I want to talk to. She's still the first person I want to tell about about this new case, you know, that I, how I did in court today, how I'm scared about um, this case I have tomorrow, about how I'm, how the girls may perceive what I'm doing, about how um, I have a herniated disc and I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm anxious about, you know, getting older, about all these things. Like she's still the first person I want to tell all these things. She's still the woman that I saw dancing in a party to herself in 2009 in a whole room full of beautiful people the only one I wanted to talk to she's still that person that's what kept me in that space with you 
And it, you, I mean, we also would show up for each other in the oddest of ways. Like, it'd be like some random thing. I'd be like some wor- random work event and you would show up. And I'd, it, it'd be something I would assume that you could not make. And you or would the show party up downtown at the. Or at when the, you showed up at the bus thing when we went to, uh, <laughs> when I went to um, the Circle Line with my with my with my job, and oh, then yeah, no and then if went and free, then I'm went there. to Carmine's, and it was like this man is still actively dating me, which is so strange, um, because he has obligations, and I think the thing that people didn't realize is if you weren't with your kids, you were talking to me. Oh, I know. Um, and I didn't know so, if you knew that, but I knew that. I didn't at the time. I didn't realize how much how much time you were really putting. I think I showed you a into phone us. bill you one time. You showed me a phone I, bill like, one listen. time. I was like, oh shoot! It's interesting because over the years, like, so when you first when you when you still lived in Queens, we would talk on your home phone, which was bananas. Straight um, violation. Straight violation of, of side the code. Piece rules. But I remember getting a BlackBerry so that yourself. we could BlackBerry yeah. Messenger because I didn't <laughs> have a BlackBerry. A we like I got a BlackBerry so we could BBM. And do you know that there are still criminals in the underground who exclusively use Blackberries because they're the hardest to hack into? That's a <laughs> I real thing. I can't even talk to you right now. They are the side piece mechanism of communication it of is. choice. It absolutely is. And criminals. And criminals, right. Because, right. you know, yeah. it's just one step, one mm. six degree separation. We here. Right. So, <laughs> I mean, but think about it. Saturday, we would text. And then your ex would go to church, air quotes, on Sunday. And we would spend all day Sunday on the phone. Yeah, the church aside piece. Every day at work, we'd speak for at least an hour or two. Yeah. We would text after yeah. work. We would go out after work. We'd try to see each other like every other week. We'd set up Tris. We'd set up Tris. Yeah, like, and we'd Tris. look forward to them, yeah. longingly forward to. And it'd be a whole thing. We'd get food and wine. It'd and, be funny. I'd set it up from three weeks out. of like, um, on the 13th. I have a thing. Of December. Right. Um, and we'd set up trips. I'm we going would out go away. The, I'm going out with the work folks. Right. And I won't be back until 6 a.m. the next morning. I bye. <laughs> We would actually go away. Like, think about it. We went to Vegas a few times. Like, we would set up things because it was like, we about to have, we about to date. Like, we doing this thing. We never stopped dating. We never stopped dating. We never stopped actively courting each other and, like, just trying to be spontaneous and trying new restaurants and, like, all over the city. Like, just kind of like we're here. But it was natural, too. You know, we had a, you know, we were... We were like-minded about what was fun and what was appropriate, even in that uncomfortable space at times. And like, you know, I realized that coming home from Georgia, not realized, but I realized what I had to do. And then I realized that I wasn't doing it. And so I was fine with what happened, you know, and my family is a very loving caring family we got our bullshit you know everyone's calling me you know giving me advice and i was like you know what none of you know you know just fine cool and they're my they're my matriarchs and patriarchs so it was fine but i was like everybody shut the fuck up i know what i have to do and you know we came back and we still had a year and it was like we were just into the lease 
and it was like, you know, this ain't working. Yeah. And I made a mistake. And I had this conversation, like I yeah. made this mistake, you know, and that's when we first had the conversation about what her thoughts were about us moving there. But I told her, let us just be clear. I don't want to be here anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. And she, I don't exactly remember what she said because, you know, we still had bad fights, Yeah. you know, for the next few months. I, I was asked by my ex on two or so dozen occasions, literally in those two years, what is your relationship with her? And my answer would be one of two things. It's none of your business or yes, I still talk to her. I didn't say I'm going to have sex with her tomorrow. I didn't say that shit, but it was, this is none of your business. And my, my position was, I was indignant. You know, I remained indignant. Um, that wasn't the most productive position, but it's how I felt. It was, you don't get to ask me shit. You lied about your situations even when i caught you in them and i lied too okay fine so you don't get to now require or demand full disclosure from me and i'm not gonna lie to you either because i'm not a liar i have lied that sounds funny but i'm not a liar <laughs> that sounds funny i never said i don't talk to andrea anymore we don't have any communication. I, I would never say that. But what's happening in the interim is social media wars between me and your ex. So yes, keyboard, I'm, I'm posting keyboard warriors. warriors. So I'm posting something unbeknownst to me. So I'm posting something on Twitter because I, I had gotten into Twitter, I think, a little bit at the time and was off Facebook because we weren't connected on Facebook. But my Twitter account was open and Instagram didn't exist yet. So I am posting something on Twitter and what I'm not knowing is that she's kind of answering it. And I mean, and we're stalking each other, right? You were following so each other? We weren't following each other, but we're stalking each other. So I'm following certain people, inspirational folks that I like, blah, blah, blah. And you're also on Twitter and you're seeing, you're like, yo, this is the weirdest shit. It's Super kind of weird. like a certain things you're doing is certain things she's doing and it sounds like y'all are going back and forth. It's like McDonald's posting on their, you know, M and then Wendy's posting on their It was M, really not supposed freaking to see crazy. It, but it's billboards. But and people and people are mutual. Right. So it's like, yo, what the hell is happening? And um, you know, she's building up her allies and I've got my whole crew and she's coming at Jason like, I know about this person and this person because she's naming names naming names and it's insane yeah. so yeah. we we are winding down to like 2013 and i'm laughing i'm sorry and, and internally and i shouldn't have been it was childish but i was like would you just sit the fuck down i'm sorry Go ahead. We're, we're close to 2013 and jason is supposed to be moving out at a certain point and <laughs> supposed to be. and then unfortunately she gets sick so he now can't move and you know, I'm at this point, I'm like, I'm so used to it. It's whatever. And it's legitimate. And it's I'm legitimate. Sorry. No, it's, it's legitimate. It, it, it really was like, but this was legitimate. She's going to have whatever she's going to have done. And she emails me um, this time, not DM, whatever. She emails me. And the email consisted of like trying to kind of tell me that 
I was all sorts of wrong, which she wasn't wrong about, but she was also trying to kind of call me out about the type of person I was and and I was pissed. And Jason was like, you know, the one thing I'll never tell you to do is not to defend yourself. Like you don't have to sit and take shit on my account. And I said, no, no, I think I'm just going to leave it alone because she's in a headspace right now. Lots of lots going on and I'm not going to bother to answer. And then she called my house and she calls my house and leaves a message. And I lost my shit because I have a kid and my kid is old enough to answer the phone. So... I wrote her back um, and I was like, let me tell you something. What we're not going to do is in any way do anything that could involve my kid. We're not doing that. So let's not be calling each other's houses. Um, And then I wrote an email back that was pretty much on some, we're not going to pretend that we don't know each other's business. We have stalked enough and talked enough and read enough to know what we know about each other. So while I am very wrong for being in your life, let's not pretend that I am the cause of your marriage being in jeopardy. Um, She was right. You know what I mean? And now where I am in 2019, what the hell was I doing? You know what I mean? And, and, and all the space she's in and the head space she's in and all the things, but you, at the time I'm indignant because how dare you? And and I'm 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 on team Jason instead of team just right. And I'm not thinking about a woman in this space and who she is. And so while I sound brolic and I was brolic at the time, now I'm like, all right, chick, <laughs> you you knew better and you know better, right? I had laid down for everyone. I had laid down for my ex and not gotten mad at shit I should I should have gotten mad at. I had laid down for Jason and not got I had been so bigger picture that at this point I was like I am done. And no matter what happens right now, I'm going to say what I have to say. What I recognized was she doesn't have boundaries when it comes to doing things in front of her kids. So she's not going to protect my kid. I am going to protect my kid. This is not going to spill over on her. And I also recognize, dumbass, you made a choice. So if it spills over on your kid, this is your fault. It's not hers. But I was at a point where I felt so exposed and so vulnerable and like no one was protecting me that I decided like I'm going to dig in. Like this has been a shitty year for me. I'm going through a divorce and no one's like no one is here for me. And so I was like, I'm going to say what I have to say and let the chips fall. And Jason was mad. <laughs> yeah. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't angry at you defending yourself. I was angry because we had spoken about right. and the timing was it. Horrible. And if you would have said at the time, listen, this is what I'm going to do. I would have not asked you not to, but I would have been able to prepare. Yep. And so I thought we had discussed this. Yep. Um, and even still, I still wasn't angry at you defending yourself. Like, no, I, I understand that. I wouldn't. No, nobody is gonna say no dumb shit to me either. You know what I mean? So I, I understood it. Um, I was 
never fully tuned in to your frustration. Well, you weren't supposed to be. I'm not supposed to let you know. And I also was not um, going to, in in my space at the time, I didn't have the capacity to be. You know, so if you're good, then we're good. If you're unhappy, honestly, then let's not do this. Right. You know, um, that's That's, how I felt. That's how I felt. And so, you know, not that I didn't care because I did. And I, and I, I, I did at the time. Um, but I chose to not focus on those things because it would have, I think it would have broken me. Like I honestly, with everything that was going on, I was like not far from a nervous breakdown. Like, you know, no, but I was not far from a nervous yeah. breakdown. You know, like literally, like yeah. the, all, like that. That is a real thing. People snap. She responded to me after a day and was like, "I'm sure you know what's going on with me, and how dare you re- respond?" And blah blah blah. And I decided not to respond. And I was on a business trip, and I hadn't heard from Jason for three days, and it was the longest we had ever gone without talking. And I was devastated and relieved and the relief part was at least i know what's going on because i can't keep on with this the way it's it's going now and i was crying it out and i'm like i probably won't hear from him again but at least it's at least i know like i know and fine and then this friggin negro calls Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.